Welcome to our NL full-time playoff special. It is Salford City versus AFC file. We'll have all the build-up, all the in-match action for you and all the post-match reactions as well. I'm here at Mill Farm and I'm attending the press conference for AFC Fylde and then joining me from Wembley will be Rob Worrell. So I'm here with the AFC Fylde chairman David Hawthorne and David it's 11 years to the day on Saturday that Kirkham and Resham reached the FA Vars final, won it and it's another trip to Wembley for your boys. Yeah, yeah that was uh, bloody hell, was it 11 years ago now, it uh, doesn't seem like yesterday but yeah it was uh, that was a great occasion for us and uh, we were very, very lucky because uh, that was uh, basically the first year I got involved full-time, playing in Northwest Counties Second Division at the time and uh, went down to Wembley, stayed at the Luton Hoo, that's where we're staying this time. We were lucky at the Luton Hoo, so we stayed there before Saturday. It was memorable for many, many reasons, but uh, it was a new Wembley, so I was privileged to... Uh, be able to get on the team bus and drive into Wembley and experience all that. So it was a great day, and uh, hopefully we can repeat that this weekend. Is it more been more of an eye opener for you, especially as the clubs progress further up into the National League as well, in terms of time and investment that's needed to go in as well? Yeah, I think it's uh, every time you go up, it gets more professional, and, and every time you go up, you, you're playing against um, you know teams with uh, bigger budgets than us, which something. We haven't been used for mm. used to. I mean, something we've had over the years a lot of stick for, and, and probably rightly so. But uh, I would say most clubs are only jealous of the fact that you know it's, it's us who've got the money. If it was them that got the money, it'd be all right. But uh, look, that's that, that's football at any level, and people say that about Man City, don't they? Just the same. Well, they got more money. One time it was Man United. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter which club. But, you know, if somebody invests in a club. Uh, I say good luck to them, uh, but as as we've reached this level, you know we're probably I calculated I would say something about tenth or eleventh out of the twenty three sides that are in there uh, budget wise, and, mm-hmm. and certainly there'll be a lot of teams that've got twice our budget, and, and I, I certainly I think Salford's got at least three times our budget. So from the point of view of getting to the final, you know we, we, we're punching our wet above our weight, but yeah. It, it, it's also eye-opening in, in respect that you start dealing with agents and you know serious agents yeah. and and all those things that come and, and let me say that you know all agents aren't bad, no. uh, you know there are some some decent ones uh, uh, but there's some real sharks as well, like life you have to discover yeah. and get used to and try and deal with the ones you want to do. You can't always do that because the player you want may not have the agent that you like, for example, and so you 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 have to deal through through some sometimes some shady characters shall we say it's all part of it and it's all part of learning isn't it and you're learning every day we're learning every day about the football and uh, and, and if we are fortunate enough to win uh, on, on Saturday then we're going to have another learning experience so you mentioned about the investment now and there's been a lot of things flying around on social media in the media obviously yourself and Salford people saying all oh, the money bags they've bought the way up to the top yeah. is it a case of you might have the investment, but it's what you do with it. There's been a lot of teams who throw money at it and maybe not been as successful as you and Salford are being. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think if you look at uh, in every situation in life, we all know money helps. Fact is, we're called money bags. Okay, you know, sometimes it hurts a little bit, but when you've heard it that much, in the end, it's water off a duck's back, you know. And, and if, you know, if Salford beat us on Saturday, I will have no regrets about the fact that they had more money than us. Uh, I've often said to people, the difference between Fylde and Salford is they've got a billionaire in Peter Lynn, 
You know, I mean, he tried famously. I mean, he tried to buy Liverpool. Mm-hmm. A little bit like myself in many ways that he was scorned, I think, by Liverpool supporters. They didn't want Peter Lynn to have it. And he got hooked eventually, hooked up with the Nevilles and those guys and was persuaded to invest in Salford. And he's having a real go. I tried to buy Blackpool twice, got spurned. <laughs> And so at Kirkham and Wesham, I say the difference between a billionaire and a millionaire, trust me, is, 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 is a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> say the dream was 2022 to get in the Football League. You must be amazed with how quickly it's happened and, and you're almost two years ahead of schedule if you win on Saturday. We're fortunate, first of all, that we've got a great manager and, uh, you know, we were coming back on the bus on, uh, from Solihull and, and I said to Charlie, I don't have many regrets, but uh, one of them is that I didn't keep his... Uh, his letter uh, that he wrote to me when he applied for the job. It was a handwritten letter, something you don't... And it was three pages long. And uh, when I read that letter, uh, I knew he was a guy that I wanted to be my manager, uh, even before I interviewed him. It said a lot about Dave Challoner yeah. to me, and anybody knows Dave Challoner. Him and I have had an amazing uh, relationship in the time that we've been together, seven years now. Uh, we've had promotions, we've had good times, bad times. We've talked about losing in the playoff. A couple, two or three times we've lost in the playoff. But he's been a fantastic manager, and, and, and I got lucky in finding Dave Challoner. Maybe Dave Challoner got also lucky in, in finding mm. me, because what I've done is deliver for him what I promised, which is a stadium and the opportunity to get the Football League. And what he's provided to me is that team that's enabled to do, it, to do that. So, uh, yeah, we are ahead of schedule, but uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not entirely surprised, and I hope that doesn't come across to your listeners as arrogant. But no. I think we put a plan together, and and and, and, and it's all come together. And, and let's hope we get over that hurdle. We haven't done it yet. No. We haven't done <laughs> yeah. it yet. So I'm here with Neil Byrne, the AFC file defender. And how are the nerves? Do you get excited? Are you nervous? Or are you pretty chilled, really? Uh, you know, it's, it's a couple of days until the game. Uh, every day is just kind of just being a little bit, obviously. You know, you've got you're, you're thinking about the game a lot more, uh, but you know, every day has kind of just been normal. We've we've had trainings that've been the same, and we've kind of just done the done the same routine. Uh, I imagine, obviously, coming up to the game, you, you know, you'll think about it a bit more, and you'll have a bit more nerves, which which isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing you're playing in a in a big game in a big stadium, but one we're just concentrated on uh, going there and achieving what we uh, what we believe we can and playing the style of playing the football that we want to play and getting uh, getting it over the line. Two tight games between the sides this year, one win each as well. Um, it's, it's, does, it's, I don't think it's, there's going to be a clear winner, is there, on Saturday? No, I think, you know, you look at Salford, they're, they're a very good team. Uh, they finished third in the table for a reason. Uh, you know, they've been consistent throughout the, throughout the season. They're a, they're a good team, just like, just like we are. There's not many points in between. Both teams have been consistent and, you know, played, played good football at times and, you know, grounded results at times, so... I can't see the, uh, whatever way it goes on Saturday. It's going to be a good game. It's it's one both teams are going to, you know, be confident going into. Both teams will be, you know, confident they can get the win. It's it's one uh, that you know will be two good teams going at it. Now you've been to Wembley before with Macclesfield. You've experienced the, the other side, the disappointment of it. Does that experience you can maybe pass over to the lads and just say, look, I know what it feels to lose a final. It's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's obviously it's not a good good feeling or. Uh, one that you want to you want to happen again. Uh, it's it's not really one I'll speak about too much to the to the lads. I just think that, you know we're concentrating the game, what we got ahead. Uh, 
you know, you, you always go into games and you say you don't have any regrets, but realistically, at the end of the day, it's the lads know the magnitude of the game. The lads know how big the game is and you know what it means to to, to the fans, to the to the players, to the club, to everyone, to your families. Uh, I don't think anyone needs needs being told that what's what's the the importance of this game. It's just one that you know we go into. You use your experience, and uh, you know you approach it as best you can to any other game. So I'm with the file striker Danny Rowe. Danny, um, obviously the, the team probably comes first for you, but National League Player of the Year, great accolade for you. Yeah, of course. Obviously, um, I won, won the Player of the Season last year. Um, my aim was to win it again and uh, to get the Golden Boot, which you have. But obviously, um, as a team, the, the main thing is to get promoted, so my season kind of rides on this, this weekend. Just tell us what it means. It's your local club. Just tell us what it means for you to get in the Football League with Files. Obviously, it's it's, um, it's massive. It's not it's not just for me. Um, obviously, um, every player here. Some some people have played in the league and different things like that. Um, but for any, anyone at the club, um, it's massive to get in the football league as a, as a footballer. And um, obviously, it means it means everything to the fans. Um, they've supported the club. Uh, they've travelled home and away and different things. And then to see uh, bigger and better clubs coming here and um, to compete with them obviously means everything. What type of game are you expecting on Saturday? Obviously, we'll be up against uh, Liam Hogan and Carl Biagiani, two players. One of them's made the, the National League team in a season. Really tough opponents, aren't they? Um, yeah, I know, I know Pidge anyway. I've, uh, I've known him years from the days at Stockport. Um, I, know, I, know what he, I know what he does. Um, you know, he knows what I do. Um, but no, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm good friends with him. Um, obviously, don't, that don't really count for anything come Saturday. Um, I'm obviously expecting a tough game um, which any of them will um, no, I don't mean just by myself um, as, as a team it'll be, it'll be a tough day for everyone um, but as I say it's, it comes down to who wants it and who, who's going to perform um, there's, no, there's no good going into the game and uh, folding under the occasion uh, you've got to go and you've, you've, got, you've got to tip up and you've got to perform And have you dreamt about it Danny Rowe winning goal scorer in the Wembley final? Um, to, to be honest, no, no I haven't. Um, obviously, going into the game, yeah, I'd lo- love to score the winner and be promoted. But um, if, if it's not me, as long as it's someone on my team that scores the winner, I won't be overly bothered. Dave Challoner, playoff final, how are you feeling? Excited, um, looking forward to it. Not too nervous, to be honest, not, not yet anyway. Um, but no, listen, it's, it's a big opportunity for us and one that we hope that we can, uh, we can take. So, like I said, really excited. Um, can't wait to, to get down there and quicker the game can come around the better to be honest Does it help that you had an extra day to play I saw you at Salford they went through the ringer against Eastley didn't they? in the end it went all the way to penalties you got the job done in 90 minutes and 24 hours earlier Yeah I'm not sure that makes too much difference I, think, I mean we, it was the, the same I suppose the same thing was, was thrown at us when we played on Wednesday and had a, a quick turnaround until Saturday this is, this is a huge game um, I don't think anybody will be coming off that pitch on Saturday and, and, and saying oh they lost because they were tired um, Adrenaline alone will get you. Will get you through. Um, and there's there's evidence to like say everything to play for. The the, the reward at the end of it's massive. Um, it's not really affected our our preparation too much. It's probably meant we can we lads can have a, an extra an extra day off in terms of the game and planning. Most of the planning's done, and we know we all about Salford. They know all about us. It's not like they'll be going into it and have to tactically look at different different things. Um, it's on the day who performs the best, and hopefully we can be the one team that does that.
to say you know that well about each other that you know about each other that well that is there a couple of surprises you maybe got in store for them? No, not too much. I, listen, I, I think we we have got to, I suppose, believe in what's going to success through the course of the season. I think you'd be daft to go and change that change that now um, on a on a whim to. Um, to try and win a, a game of football with so much, so much on it. So we know what we we know what we can we can do. Hopefully we can uh, we can produce, um, and, and most importantly, hopefully we can win. Just been speaking to the chairman. He told me about when you first applied for a job. There was a three-page letter handwritten. Uh, so that was some years ago now as well. Um, but just tell us about the progression of this club for you personally, and, and just from where you've come from from Kellermere Park to coming here to Mill Farm it's, listen it's been amazing the progression um, off the pitch has mirrored what we've done on it if you like I think things again timing's everything I think things happen for a reason I go back to um, the, the last year that we were at Kellermer, the first year we moved here, we lost we lost the playoff final to North Ferriby in extra time you almost looked at it then and maybe thought it was the end of the the end of the world type thing. Yeah. Um, we could have been moving into a new stadium in a in a new division. We'd probably have gone from, or we we visibly might have gone from being in the in the National League North to to being in the National League and probably having to get used to losing games. As it was, we we lost that game and the first year here was unbelievable. Um, we got ourselves promoted from the National League North, came into the National League last year, and again our home record here has been fantastic over the over the three years. Um, the progression, like I say, on the pitch has been has been great. It's been it's been steady for for, for me, um, which has allowed, I, I suppose, the things off the pitch to to sort of run in unison with that, which has been has been really good. I think we're in a we're in a great place now to to be a football league club, and um, by no means do I think it's it's too soon for us, and it's something that would be be fitting for this stadium. You've played at Wembley before, Dave. Have you relayed your experiences over to the players at all, both in a successful time and a not-successful time? I've lost at Wembley. That's the, the big thing that, that sits with me. Um, no, listen, I, I think what, what, what I've said to them, and I'll, I'll reiterate to them, you have to embrace the occasion you go into to play in, and you've got, to, you've got to try and enjoy it as best as you can. So you have to remember going and seeing the change room, you have to remember walking out onto that pitch, you have to remember meeting the dignitaries, singing the national anthem, seeing your family in the stands. Um, what I found and what my experience will be is that defeat erases memories pretty quickly. Um, so as much as it's, it's a, a big occasion and a great day for everyone, it'll be an extra special day by winning um, and that's important that we do everything we can and control what we can control in order to give us the best chance of, chance of doing that if it's not to be it's not to be um, but like I say we'll do everything within our power to make sure that come 6 o'clock on Saturday we're a football league team I'm a football league manager and they're football league players so it's promotion final day and we're at Wembley and I'm walking up what's becoming a familiar route now for the chaps that uh, I have alongside me at the moment, that's uh, Dave Richardson and Matt Badcock from the non-league paper. Matt, first of all, your hopes and expectations for the day? Hoping for a good game. I mean, we often see these finals, it can be a bit bit cagey and and uh, decided by fine margins, but you just want a good game and don't want it to decide on anything silly. I mean, last, uh, last season we obviously had a sending off after 59 or 50 seconds, was it? Straight away, tramming down to 10 men and... It sort of completely, uh, completely changed the game, and actually worked in Tramir's favour in, in a funny way, and they and they got the win. It was a it was a very exciting and eventful afternoon. So 
hoping for something similar along those lines and let's say want to see it won by the by the best team nothing there no mistakes or don't really want to see penalties either no shenanigans on the day and dave it's an interesting mix because this isn't two clubs that have had a bit of a good season and got to the playoffs this is two clubs that both have this in their plans everything about them is built for success um and they're they're where they would expect to be at this stage yeah, I think so. Um, I saw Gary Neville's tweet um, when they're just coming up on the train saying how he's went and spoke to David A. Thornway, the AFC File chairman, back when uh, you know class of '92 were first getting into Salford and seeing about their plans and how they were doing it. Because obviously, like you say, two similar clubs who who want to get into the football league. And yeah, just uh, it's funny how football works that they're both here and both trying to get into the football league. But uh, I think like. Matt says, I think uh, you don't want it to see, see it decided on penalties, but I wouldn't be surprised if it went all the way today. I think, it's, uh, I think it could be a really close one to call. Thank you, Dave. And final quick question for you, Matt. Which of these two sides, if they progress, do you think is more equipped to cope with the rigours of League Two next season? Um, I think they, sort of, you have to say, both are fairly well set up. I mean, you have to be impressed with the way that Fylde have built themselves over the years. Um, you know they, they've obviously got the famous 2022 on their sleeves for getting into the football league, so they're a little bit ahead of, ahead of schedule. But I'm sure that they they have plans, and they've obviously got some very talented players that um, that can clearly step up into the league. And, and Salford the Salford the same. I think for Salford it they sort of obviously made a, made a calculated risk to sort of really sort of go for it this this year. Like they've been every year, but they've sort of you know obviously really put more into their budget to try and spend as little time in the national league um, top division as as possible. Um, but I can, you can see that they're set up. I mean, it's, uh, we have to only look at the playoffs, League Two playoffs at the moment. It's all clubs that have been in non-league in, in recent years. You see Tramway and Forest Green um, playing last night and the night before Newport and, and Mansfield. So it does show that clubs can go up and they can really do well with that sort of that good ground and that good base. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave. And thank you to the Fylde fans who <laughs> gave us a, an unexpected bit of atmosphere some two hours before the kickoff with the drums in the background. Cheers, boys. So in the media room now at Wembley Stadium, and uh, that in itself is, is, is always fun because you, you get to meet people, some people who are very familiar faces like uh, Matt and Dave. But I've just met a young chap now called Charlie Payne, and Charlie's alongside me now. And uh, Charlie, there's um, a special reason that you're here today, isn't there? And it's the culmination of a lot of hard work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm here today because I'm working on my final dissertation for uni I'm graduating in like a month or so's time finally all over and uh, yeah I'm a bit, through a massive stroke of luck I'm doing it about um, this game and two teams that have come from very very little to a massive day out at Wembley and getting the chance to get into the football league so it's perfect really. You come from the Portsmouth area and your original idea was on a little little club let's let's uh, give them a name check. Yeah um, there's a tiny little club in Portsmouth called Baffins Milton Rovers who were only formed they were two Sunday league teams that merged together in 2011 and um, they've already got something like four promotions in in that time and um, I know a lot of people down there so I thought that would be a good starting point um, and a ni- nice little story and it's just kind of expanded from there because um, there's quite a lot of examples of that kind of thing happening in non-league of teams moving up through a lot of leagues and Salford and Fylde are um, the two best examples of that really at the moment and uh, yeah they're very successful mm. and with a sub 10,000 crowd anticipated here today the organisers of course will be gutted they'd have been praying for a Leighton or, or a Wrexham or both in this final but not you this is the ideal one for you isn't <laughs> yeah, it yeah and um, obviously 
it only sort of got confirmed last week because because uh, Salford got through their game and um, yeah I, just, I I don't really have that many contacts or anything like that I'm just a student but I thought I might as well put in a request to yeah. uh, see if I'm getting the press box at Wembley and thankfully the other morning it came through and here I am <laughs> uh, final question listen we have a right good go at predictions on the podcast and we've got an abysmal record so don't worry about this it won't go out until after the game <laughs> but what's your <sighs> I, I don't know it, it, is, it is tough isn't it I think Salford have got their best players fit because uh, they, they've had some problems with that this season but I've, I've got a feeling about Fylde, I think. I think it'd be a 2-1 to Fylde. Danny Rowe's going to come through, I think. He's been quiet lately, hasn't he, in front of goal? He's been playing a little bit out wide and stuff, but cometh the moment, cometh the man. Exactly, yeah. And um, I mean, you, can, you can't keep a good man down, can you? Even if he hasn't been scoring too much lately, he's scored a ridiculous amount of goals for Fylde in the last few years. I mean, when they got promoted from the National League North, 48 goals, I think, he scored, which was unbelievable. So... Um, yeah, he's the danger man, and I think he's going to come through today. Well, Charlie, great to meet you. Enjoy today, and the best of luck for Wednesday. Yeah. I must admit, listeners, he's looking surprisingly well for someone who's about to hand in his dissertation, because I know what my son was like at this point uh, last year. But uh, all the very best to you, and we'll speak soon. So, Will, Head of Media at Salford City, we're here in the press box at Wembley. The sun is shining, the band have been playing. Are the butterflies kicking in? I think I'm just really excited, to be honest. I'm sitting here thinking this is a bit different to where we were six days ago, to be honest. But no, it's, it, I don't think there's need to be nervous. You know, it's exciting. It, it's such a big occasion for both clubs. Um, but, you know, you look at us, um, and I do mean for Fowler as well when I say this, but how far we've come the last few years. Um, I was just saying in there, you know, I remember Brighouse away yeah. uh, back in... January 2015. I was going to say that you've been with the club since like the first year in the Evo State Division One, like North days, haven't you? So you've come up through the leagues with them. Yeah, yeah, and just every year it's progressed. It's got better. It's got bigger. You know, the quality's improved. Everything is just on an upward trajectory, and I don't know. It almost feels a bit romantic that we're at Wembley today. You know, and I'm yeah. sure Fard will feel the same after coming through so many lower levels and stuff to be here the biggest stage in world football yeah. you know there's not more iconic venue wow <laughs> no it's i mean it's um you're a stoke fan normally but you've kind of taken this club to your heart as well haven't you well yeah i mean me and ryan who i work with um here at salford's we were saying you can support a team you know your prima donnas out there but when you live and breathe the club like we do you know we're both full-time we're very 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 privileged and zara as well um to be here doing what we do but when you're full-time, it is it is everything that you do. You know, we're up till early hours in the morning. We're up at early hours in the morning, getting stuff out, trying to make the club look its best. And you can't avoid it. It, it is a lifestyle. It's not just anything else. It is your life. In terms of the actual, what the sort of class of 92 and that have done, people look at the money, but just tell us a bit more about, for people who've not heard it before, what they've done, other stuff as well. Everyone just thinks they've chucked money at the team, but they've done the stadium, the academy, things like that, haven't they, that people don't always see? Yeah, of course. Um, and it's one thing to wear on all the Facebook groups where we get slated. A lot of people don't realise what they do, but like I said there, you know, we've got an academy with 40 players in now, um, over two age groups, and we're always nurturing a third age group as well um, with the luck to get into onto this scholarship programme. Uh, I've got the Salford City Lionesses, their first season. They've already won trophy, won two trophies. 
and they've got another chance for two. So you know what they've done is absolutely second to none. And the community and the spirit as well, Foundation 92, we're in the schools, we've got a presence in Salford, local kids get excited. And yeah, you see your United shirts, your City shirts, but we're also starting to see Salford shirts, Salford scarves, and you know it really means a lot. It, it's lifted the city. And I think the build-up, what we've seen this week, is the amount of people who are just like, you know, we can't make it to Wembley, but we're going to watch it. You know, yeah. we really want to see what all this is about. So, you know, it's, it's a great day, not just for Salford City, but for the city Salford as well. It's great that it's two teams, it's Salford and Fylde in the final, because what's the impact of Graham Alex have been like? Because everyone was like, obviously surprised when Bernard and John all went, Anthony Johnson, Bernard Marley. Graham Alexander was a bit sceptic, because you, you see managers come managing the league and come to the National League, and they don't realise how tough it is, did he? But he seems to have worked it out quite quick, didn't he? Yeah, um, he said when he came here, he didn't know what to expect. Um, he's admitted it took him a couple of games to understand what the National League's about, you know, the intensity of it. But it's a challenge he wanted, and what he's brought in is another level of professionalism, you know. John and Byrne, I can't speak hardly of them enough, you know. Everything they've done, their passion's there to see, you know, their love for the game, the club is undying, and what they did for this club will be remembered forever. But, you know, Graham's come in, and very similarly, he's so thorough in what he does. He wasn't just happy to say, all right, OK, you know, we'll get on with it. He looks at those first three, four games that we had, down to the minute details, um, worked it out, and obviously went on that great run. Um, he's tweaked things when he's had to, and all around the club, it, it, it's just completely different, but it's amazing. Finally, I spoke to people this week and in the press room there and nobody can really call it it's kind of it's so tight isn't it I think Salford may edge it on a set piece but then people may say well uh, can File do it have they got the edge it's like you literally can't call it can you no you can't um, I thought you were going to make me make a prediction I was going to say I've never predicted a game in five years um, but yeah uh, they're two great teams it's a shame that only one of us can go through because both of us will be there one day um, but it's a, it's a massive occasion if we see a great game of football that's the most we can ask for obviously it's great to see non-league on such a big stage um, you know like I said before Wembley biggest stage in the world for these players Players, the ones who bought, who've come up with us, you know, for the local lads we've got, like Liam Hogan. It, it's just such a great occasion, and as long as the game matches up to that, then I think we can all be happy. If the lads leave everything out there and we don't make it, you can't ask anymore. So I'm here now with Rob. It's just building up in the press room, isn't it? And I was just saying to Will, nobody can really call it, can they, at the minute? What's going to happen today? It's so difficult. I mean, talking to. <clears throat> what between us probably a dozen other representatives of media today there does seem to be a leaning towards filed based on a number of different reasons i really can't call it but the only thing that keeps playing on my mind is just a mentality thing yeah. the fact that salford have been planning for 100% success to go straight through this division all season and that's an expectation and the whole 2022 thing for filed, that whole, you can almost sort of hear the consolation words afterwards. Oh, well, you'd only plan to get there by 2022, yeah. so you can come back next year. Um, and if that gets into the psyche of the players and it's that tight, that could be a differentiating factor today. But the reality is it's, it's, it's so tight, Luke, it could come down to a refereeing decision or a mistake. Let's hope it comes down yeah. to a wonder goal. Yeah. Rooney, I think, is injured today anyway, because uh, he, he injured himself missing his penalty last week. Mm. So... Mm. 
it's, you're just wondering, does someone like Rory Gaffney step up or Devante Rodney? They, do they become an unlikely hero for Salford? They could well do. They've got quality all round, haven't they? You, you, you feel that the goals could come from a number of different places. As you know, I'm a big fan of, of Pierre Gianni. Uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, on the couple of occasions I've watched him live this year, one of the times it was about his presence from set pieces and, and, and scoring goals, and the other one it was about real defensive solidity. Both these sides can defend uh, and do defend well most weeks. As far as the scoring... Players have dipped in and out of form. Um, Danny Rose, an interesting one. He's been relatively anonymous in front of goal lately. Now, that could go one of two ways. Does it mean that he's saving it for the big one? Or, you know, playing a little bit wider, um, just playing his part in the, as a, more of a team role? You know, is that opening up the opportunities for someone else to come and take the glory? Well, as we're rubbish at predictions, I'm not going to ask you for a prediction. <laughs> well, uh, to, to, to be fair, um, it is really, really tight to call. My gut says that somehow, someway, Salford will come through this. Having been up to Fylde on a number of occasions and seen the way that that club is run, there'll be an absolute credit to the Football League if they make it. And, and Salford, well, they just have to continue their ridiculously sh- uh, steep up curve. They, they've had some growing pains this year, just trying to get to National League level. Um, but uh, they're hell-bent on it, and, and who's to say they won't make it? So Rob, teams are in, aren't they? Yeah, teams are in. Not too many surprises. Danny Whitehead starts for Salford. He could be key if, uh, if he's on his game today. Um, but I see they've also got Maynard and Mafuta in there as well. So the midfield could be key today um, and looking at the file side it's a shame there's no room for uh, Nick Horton I think he's a wonderful player and he probably will come on and make an impact at some point but otherwise not too many changes in, in, in their side any any surprises in there for you from either side Luke? No I'm just uh, I'm surprised that maybe he's not started Gaffney or Rodney up front alongside Disarove I think Disarove is going to be up front kind of on his own with Whitehead running on behind him beyond him I think he'll be that sort of Lampard-esque type player today yeah, I mean, who would have thought? I know there's circumstances involved here. Sendings off Matt Green, although you say he's available today. He's not made the squad. Rooney's obviously picked up that injury. And looking at the incisiveness of Salford, when I saw them, it's quite unthinkable that uh, neither Gaffney or Rooney are in that starting lineup today. And, and looking at the uh, team sheet, it, it would appear that probably Danny Whitehead mm. is probably going to play at the spearhead of the midfield behind Disarouve. The thing we filed is it's quite a young bench as well, Salford have got a lot more experience on the bench so that could be the, the, the deciding factor, the bench is in this game It could be, but when I look at the file bench, I see Hardy can do it on his day, Tom Crawford, and we know what his qualities are, he's still a very young lad and Nick Horton, who I've already mentioned yeah. so, do you know what, in terms of impact they've both got good options on the bench
the Salford fans. That's really because we're sat closer to them. There obviously is more Salford than Farl. That's what we expected for many reasons, Luke. But there, there's not a, as big a differential as we thought, is there? No, no. no. File they've definitely got less than Salford, but... What do you say the attendance is? About 5,000? I'm hoping it'll be more like seven or eight. We'll have to wait and see. You can't tell three quarters of the stadium are empty, but the, the one side of the pitch is quite full, isn't it? in long throw from Salford comes to the end of the air a shot comes in just wide big chance there for Salford Salford fans anticipating something it's a free kick it's a poor one but it's passing out Disarube just tucks it away, didn't he? Johnny on the spot, or Disarube on the spot. Manny on the spot. Yeah, that's it. And uh, uh, the Salford fans, who've actually grown in number since the kickoff, a lot of them have only come in around 10 minute mark. Thankfully for them, they've arrived here in time to see their boys go ahead. 1 0 Salford. So half time, it's 1 0 to Salford. And uh, all is well in the world of the team playing in red today for Fylde well it's a big half time team talk for Fylde isn't it Luke yeah I think Dave Chalmers will just be saying believe in yourself a bit more they've got in good positions haven't they but they've only really tested Chris Neal once Salford look the more dangerous when they go forward but it's it's been an even game apart from that makes you wonder over the season just how much they've relied on the goals of Danny Rowe if you look at the first half today He's had two free kicks and an effort from yeah. the edge of the area, which went well over. The two free kicks, even the one 35 yards out, both of them into the wall, and it's not good enough. No, you've got to... It's difficult to know who's the second top scorer at file behind row. I can't, I can't think who it is off the top of my head, but you need someone like your Dan Bradley's, your Nick Horton to step up alongside him, don't you? And um, at the minute, like it's, it is being relied on to row to provide the shot, although it was uh, Crowsdale who had the best effort so half time here at Wembley I'm joined by Fylde founder more than 10 years Dave Robinson 
Dave, 1-0 down at the break, but you're carving out as many chances as Salford. Uh, all hope is not lost yet. I think we've been the better team in the first half, to be honest. They scored a goal, one attack. People said it's been offside. I don't know. I'd like to see it again on the, on the TV, but listen, we beat him at Salford. We can beat him here. We're, we're the best football inside here today, without a shadow of a doubt. And far recently dug in and got themselves a lot of clean sheets. Obviously, that's gone today, the clean sheet, but Danny Rowe, not scored for a little while. Nine games, Danny Rowe now, ten games. Nine, ten games, and, and you can see it, can't you? I mean, the two free kicks, especially the second one, 38 yards out, still hit the wall. But when you get a chance, is without him, is the, top, is the league's top scorer. You can't ask any more than that. And the good thing is that if... He'll step up and take another one if it comes a long way. He oh, won't, it won't yeah, bother him. Definitely, yeah. He's, he's the only. He's probably. I'd say out of seven people on there, his footballing brain is superb. You can see why you know, he was at United, and why obviously why he's, people are after him. Another player that stood out for me in that first half, and when I've watched file before, he's a bit unlucky not to be in the starting lineup today. But Nick Horton's come on and he makes things happen, doesn't he, that boy? He, he does. We've, we've, we've got another lad the same, same like Nick Horton, uh, James Hardy. But the two lightweight for me, you've got to have a bit. You've got to have a bit more in this game. You've got to have a bit of meat behind you. You know, we've, we've lost a fullback with Luke Burke, our, our regular fullback. That is one. It's a killer blow, that. You know, we've had, got a lad on the bench who I thought we might have come on and brought him on. We've we got him from Norwich on loan. He's a cracking fullback, belting player. But, you know, with Charlie's the boss. I still think we can do it. I, I honestly do. I I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. I'd be, I'd be worried if it's like this with 10 minutes to go because they're just shut up shot. But if we get a goal within the first 10 minutes, it's game on and we're going to win it. Well, I tell you what, Dave, if Fog come back and win this, whether it's in 90 minutes, extra time or penalties, I shall come and find you again at the end and we'll speak again. Yeah. You can have your moment, fellow. Oh, right. I tell you. But we're coming again next week, so we'll try again next week and win a trophy. I'd like to win today. If I could have one or the, one or the other, obviously, it's a no-brainer. Win today. A great cross. In comes the call. Goal number 12 of the season and the Salford players celebrate with their own fans down in front of us and as we just called Salford double their lead 52 minutes in Salford 2 AFC filed nil on top of the cake and who's to say there won't be a cherry to follow well on the TV screen in front of us on the TV screen in front of us uh, the Nevilles are celebrating David Beckenroll hugging embracing and they're not far off the football league now half an hour away from being a football league club yeah just seeing the replays not meant that but it's again it's a delivery he's got the curl on it and it's curled from inside to out and gone in Desperately trying to find a response here, but they've got 
26 minutes plus added time and it's a big, big mountain for them to climb. In comes across from the left and once again the delivery is poor. It's so poor that uh, it will actually find a file player on the right touchline and they keep possession but big, big team talks at half-time and, and there's no doubt which manager inspired his players because Salford were efficient in the first half but in the second half they've been a delight to watch another fluff of their lines this time from Horton inside the penalty area an air shot as the ball came over and that just sums up Files yeah. day doesn't it Luke absolutely Rob as saying before they've not turned up at the Salford have just upped the gears turned the screw haven't they and they've run out worthy winners or they are running out worthy winners at the minute aren't they it's rare that you'd call a game as done just after the hour mark, but this one is. Corner for Fyle. A bit like last year, Rob, the two best teams are probably going up, aren't they, out of the division? Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, Luke, but I predicted Orient and Salford to be the ones, and um, obviously I've got it the wrong way round. I said Salford would win the league and Salford now with uh, 22 minutes to go uh, they're in the uh, unenviable position of being able to bring Shelton on and uh, take off Danny Whitehead and basically bolt the door shut yeah he's somebody who's been uh, he's been with the club for a while Shelton he's come through the Evo stick as well so it's a nice little moment for him that he's being brought on in this final Danny Webber, excellent for Shaker. Danny, you kind of been there as part of the lives the Evil Stick and everything. I mean, how does it feel today to see Salford clinch promotion to the Football League? You know what? I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely delighted for everybody, I think. You know, as you say, we were there in the, in the foundation stages, getting the first couple of promotions, but this is what it was aimed towards. You know, this is the, the real first landmark of um, gaining promotion, getting into the Football League, and it's been done in five years, and five years ago, everybody sort of scoffed at it, but the vision was there, the application, the hard work went behind it. And I'm just delighted for these lads here at Wembley to, to be lifting the trophy. And not just that, you know, the owners, but the fans looking at, you know, Salford have brought 4,000 fans here today. So it shows that when it matters that the fans turn up and um, get behind the team, it's been brilliant. Comprehensive victory in the end as well. The first goal was a real nerve settler, wasn't it? it? It was because at that point it was it was a little bit like tennis, but I think Manny Disarubin, you know, he, he deserves um, a real special mention. I thought the way he went about his business today was brilliant. Not only was his, he did he take his goal well, I think that was the tip of the iceberg. I thought the way he, he held the ball up, he brought everybody into play, he was very unselfish, and his footwork was good. I thought um, him along with the free centre, I think the, the spine of the team did really, really well. Um, so delighted for everybody. Do you wish your legs were a couple of years younger and you're all there being part of it? I think you do at moments like this, yeah. You know, you'd love to, any moment where you see people winning, because you know the hard work that's gone into it and, um, you know, the feeling is euphoric at this moment in time. Yeah, you know, you'd love that feeling, you know, once or twice a year, but it's not my time, it's their time, and I'm just happy that they've, they've managed to get it over the line. And I don't think Salford, they're going up, I don't think they're coming back down anytime soon, are they? Well, that's, that's not the aim. I think um, the aim will be now to reassess, reassess um, targets, you know, and that's 
for next, you know, for next season, as it, with, it, with regards to promotion and so on, you have to set your sights on promotion. Some people might say that's daft, but you have to because if you, you know, if you're not trying to go for the top, then what's the point in playing football? Well, you look at Tranmere; they're they're going straight through almost. They're in the playoffs again this year, so two or three additions to the squad that they've already got and like you say why not I suppose it's doable I mean there's not much difference in quality and I, and I, and I hang my hat on this in, in, within the National League and um, and League 2 there's not much in it at all but the teamwork and the, the work ethic and the togetherness that we'll see as seeing the lads through here if they can keep everybody together or the nucleus of the squad together the key characters then that can continue into League 2 there'll be one hell of a party in Salford won't there tonight I think they're just going to have a few quiet drinks cup of tea and biscuits and real <laughs> Evaluate what's happened today, maybe not. <laughs> Cheers, Annie. Whatever you think of them, however you feel about Salford City, they are a club on the up. And witnessing scenes that are even making hairs stand on end for me, I'm not a supporter. I'm from the other end of the country, but I'm just sharing and appreciating. What an amazing moment it is for them. Celebrating the players with their fans at Wembley, a 3-0 win, and singing their anthem, Dirty Old Town. Joined by Jeff Brazier for the NL Full-Time Podcast. And Jeff, you finished your job for the day, you're off duty. But what did you think of today? It, ultimately, it wasn't as close as most people thought it would be. Well, there was hardly anything to separate the two teams coming into this. Um, and then all of a sudden, Salford just made it look fairly effortless. Um, and I would say Fylde that very, were very much in the game at 1-0. They were obviously devastated to concede from a set play, being that that was Salford's obvious threat. And then to do it a second time was just almost asking really to, to go home empty-handed. So I'm worried for them really because they've got sort of a week to dust themselves off. But I think psychologically that's really difficult to do heading into a trophy match against a, a team that are ultimately probably going to test you even more than Salford did today. Do you think from the mental side it came into it, the whole A2022 thing and B, two visits to Wembley in a week? It splits the mind, doesn't it? And, and Salford came with one objective. I think it's like impossible to pinpoint one particular reason as to why Fylde were not particularly great in front of goal. Um, Danny Rowe did what we all knew he was going to do and, and had a shot from pretty much anywhere. Um, but unlike the rest of the season, they didn't find the net. In fact, they didn't necessarily come anywhere near. And um, no one else really, apart from Nick Horton when he came on, looked like they were going to trouble Chris Neal. Um, I said to Chris now afterwards, actually thinking about it, you didn't really touch the ball a great deal, did you? And, and he said, no, it's fairly, you know, we, we defended so well and, and we were so compact and, and, you know, as a result, we, you know, we got a clean sheet. So everyone expected Fylde to do a little bit better, I think. And uh, man of the match, we had a bit of a chat. Uh, we got uh, mentions for Javonte Redmond, uh, but I went for Pidge myself, Carl Pierre Gianni. What about yourself? It says man of the match? Yeah. Desiree up front actually he worked tirelessly and he was a really important focal point for Salford who, who after going 1-0 up couldn't really get out uh, they weren't willing to commit 
bodies forward. There was maybe a little bit of apprehension and nervousness about doing so, and um, and he continued to hold it up. He continued to work the channels and. It's not usually enough of a reason to give someone man and a match, but today, for whatever reason, it was. Final question for those of us, including yourself, that that uh, work in non-league week in, week out. That was it. Salford came. It was a brief stay, wasn't it? They came, they saw, they conquered. And do you think, ultimately, they conquered the right way at Wembley in the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, they, they did. I mean, they had a tough game against Eastley, and, and that could have gone anyway. The, the, you know, Eastley could have been here today, really, if the penalties had gone differently. But um, I would say that they, they are a class act. Um, they, they came here and um, they, 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 they brought the right players. They, they had a, a, a good group that were very much you know, together. Um, and that, that showed really and also what I think is impressive about Salford actually the main thing is that they spent the first half of the season playing uh, one particular way which is maybe more conducive easier on the eye and then because they realised that they was um, you know, teams that they played against were wise to it they went they, they then changed it to a more resolute sort of dogged style that was going to you know that had the personnel on the pitch that were going to give them the, the same level of performance week in week out and um, and as a result that that adaptability is probably what got them over the line just think a little uh, additional question from me we haven't heard too much chat on bt sport yet about next season is it in the bag is it part of a deal or has it got to be reviewed no as far as i knew we'd signed for three years last year so i'm pretty sure we've got another two so I'm joined by uh, late Norwich midfielder Joby McAnuff and Joby, uh, your job was done a couple of weeks ago in the league, wasn't it? But uh, you're here as a neutral. I mean, what did you make of the game? I thought Salford were worthy winners. You know, obviously scored from a set piece early on and although Fylde had a good bit of possession first half, I didn't really feel they threatened much and then I've got to say Salford come out of the trap second half and, you know, once they got that second one, it sort of really killed it off and they were in control really. Must have made your achievement much better to hold off a team like Salford this year and win the league? Yeah, it's been a real tough, whoever whoever was to go up, um, you know, would really, really deserve it, you know, some real top teams up there this year, um, you know, credit to them for obviously getting themselves through the playoffs, which are really difficult, very happy that we've done our business um, earlier so I can come and enjoy the game, but, you know, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of good performances across the season, and for me, whoever went up was uh, really worthy of it. Because it must have been good for you to come here and just relax and enjoy it today. Yeah, it was lovely, I've got to be honest, it was uh, not many times you get to, to sit and really relax and enjoy a game of football and um, you know, knowing that we'd sort of done our business um, definitely made it an enjoyable afternoon yeah. I'm joined for the NL full-time podcast by Carl Piergiani or Pidge as his mates call you I've had a lot of stick this season on the podcast because they say you're my man crush don't worry you're safe you're not but what I have appreciated <laughs> what I have appreciated uh, in, uh, in my media role involved with Aldershot Town I've seen you attacking threat at one end in the home game at Salford and, and, and your defensive capabilities at the other end when you came to Aldershot but 12 goals this season Carl that's got to be the sweetest of all of them hasn't it uh, yeah obviously um, do you know what it's it's a dream it's a dream season to be honest to win promotion with this football club to the football league to score at Wembley in the player final and for the boys for everyone involved with the club we, we We've worked so hard, the club has for the last five years, just to try and get to this occasion. Um, and, and we have, we've achieved it, we've got to our first milestone, we've got to the Football League, and it's a great feeling, honestly, to 
like I said, to score there, to win the game 3-0 at Wembley, to get promotion, is what dreams are made of. Some goals have been pretty tough for you to kind of work the opening or get a little bit of interest. That, this one came off to a tee, didn't it? What, was it a training ground move? Because you came late and you came almost free and one of the easiest headers you probably got by getting everything else right. Hey, look, um, I think we played fouled a few weeks back and in the home leg they marked me really well, marked me out of the game to be honest. Um, so I knew I had to mix up my run a little bit and just changed it slightly, tweaked it slightly and luckily I got the timing perfectly and it was an unbelievable ball in. It's just made for you to go and run and attack it and it just, everything fell perfectly. The timing, the ball in, the header. Yeah, it, it was a great feeling to score right in front of our, all our fans, our travelling fans. And it was an amazing feeling. Give us a little insight as to half-time because you led 1-0 but there wasn't a lot in the game, was there? And, and, and it kind of felt to the neutral that if Fylde were going to get back into it, they had to start the second half well. But from that first whistle, first five minutes or so of the second half, it was all Salford, wasn't it? Uh, do you know what? Yeah, at half-time... Uh... We knew we were nowhere near over the line, that 1-0 lead is nothing in this game and they're a great, great side filed and the games, uh, goals in games sometimes change the, the way of the game and I think after we scored they got into it a lot more on the, in the first half and we naturally sat off but like you said we got off to a great start in the second half and that's all we sat down and said in the dressing room, start the, game, the second half on fire we can get the next goal we knew we'd be in a good way uh, to win the game and, and we did that and then we got the third and from then on it was just about not giving anything silly away and just seeing the game through and we did a really professional job today I thought the boys were brilliant but they act like seasoned pros out there all of them who just saw out the game as if it was nothing as if it was another game um, and it was a great feeling when that final whistle went at the end and I'm sure you'll have some fantastic celebrations tonight and it won't be too long will it with your management with your owners before you've all got to get your minds fixed on next year because Salford City as a football club will not stand still will it yeah exactly right you've hit it, hit it on the head um, look we, we're going to enjoy it there's no doubt we won't celebrate and we won't enjoy the next next few days but we know as a club this is only the start. The Football League was one ambition we wanted to get ticked off the list, but we know our work starts in the off-season, in pre-season, and we'll be pushing for League One next, so it's, there's no questions about it, what we all want to do. We won't want to stand still now in League Two. We'll be aiming to get another promotion, see if we can make it three in a row. And despite your own belief, when you look across and see the likes of Tranmere and Forest Green Rovers in the playoffs, gives you encouragement doesn't it because and is that in fact testimony to how professional the National League is that teams go up and they equip themselves well at, at level above uh, absolutely you ask anyone in this league it's it's the hardest league to get out of it's the hardest league to win there's a lot of teams that would do very well in League 2 and like you said there's there's teams that have gone up recently have done well Lincoln obviously going and winning the championship this year Tranmere and Forest Green mm. um, so it shows how strong it is so but we, we can't stand still. Look, we, we, we're not going to be naive and think we'll go and, and do really well in League Two without the hard work. We need to put that in. And, but we're ambitious and we, we know we've got a great squad, the great backing, great management, so we can push for League One next year. Congratulations on the win, on scoring, and I'm sure hitting a few schoolboy dreams there today. Cheers, well done, fella. Karen Baird, chair, chairwoman of South Chairman. Do you prefer chairman or chairwoman? chairwoman. Okay, chairman. You've been here since the very start, more or less, haven't you? And, uh, before them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before them. They're getting all the limelight, yeah. But um, you're looking shell-shocked, Karen. Just, uh, I'm getting me. Yeah, that, that, that's what's in the change room.
commune with the players. Have you? Wow. <laughs> you know, there's no telling what she's just seen. Yeah. <laughs> just tell us your emotions, because I say you've been here from the start, more or less, and now you're in the Football League. It's unbelievable. I, to be fair, I did think this day had happened, because Gary's not the most driven person I've ever met, but... Well, <laughs> there he is. There he is on the phone. Does he want to do that? <laughs> well, what an achievement. Yeah, it's amazing. In, in five years, it's amazing. Four promotions in five years, so... Yeah, I can't believe it. It's, I, I think I'm still in shock, really. I'm not yeah. over last week's penalty, yeah. <laughs> so, um, did you ever imagine when you were back at Salford, back in the Evo Stick days, that yeah. this would ever happen? Not, not before the Class 9 2 coming. No, we did well. I think our highest win was 16th when we were in there, so we've, uh, we've come a long way. Uh, just tell us the impact the Class of 92 have and what they're like to work with. It's a great to be fair. Obviously, Gary's the most involved one, and he is uh, he is relentless. But it's good fun. It's it's, show, it's nice. He cares as much as us. If anyone saw him with the penalties last week, they'd have seen how much it went to him. So yeah, it's good. So I'm enjoying the drink actually. As one of the goals went in. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was slightly slightly more relaxed than last week. That's for sure. It's interesting. I heard him saying before when he was walking through, he's got a meeting planned. He had a meeting planned if he went out last yeah. week. He's got a meeting yeah. planned now for what happens oh, next season. When the, we're all back, we've got. Monday eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then I'm on the seven o'clock next morning. So <laughs> luckily, I don't sleep. What is the plan, Karen? I mean, is it a case you go for it again? Go, do you look at Tranmere, for example, and say, "Well, they're in the playoffs. Why can't we yeah, do it?" Absolutely. To be fair, this is what no one's got out of this in one year. No one. So that's a big thing. Next year, four go up. So I expect Graham to be up there. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, best of luck. Thanks Thank you very much. And with the winning Salford captain, uh, he's got a medal around his neck and a bottle of beer as well. Just the light version. I'm sure, we'll be having so much stronger later. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah, because I mean that elation is unbelievable. Um, it's a great feeling. It's a great high. It's massively what the lads have deserved. Um, we've come a long way. I've just said then. I don't think they'll actually know what they've achieved when they, when they look back over the next course, the next few days when the waters go in and the hydration sort of sorts their minds out. Like I say, they've been a fantastic group. Uh, I've just said thank you to them all to give me that opportunity to, to walk up there and represent the town of Salford, uh, to represent everybody that's been a part of Salford management from previous players, from previous, because they've got us to, to, to where we are today. So, obviously, absolutely made up. It was um, a comprehensive win in the end. I mean, that first goal kind of settled the nerves a bit, and then you really came out second half, and that second goal probably killed it, didn't it? I think it did, yeah. I mean, we just went about our job. We knew Fowler were dangerous. They've been excellent. They've been excellent opposition this year. It's a tough way to to lose. You go through, you know, I think there was only four points behind us over the course of the season. They've really, really, really improved, and obviously they deserve their place in the playoffs. Um, they've obviously got another opportunity next week to, to come down here. So obviously we wish them good luck. They're a great side, um, and we just sort of knew we went the goal up, which was a good finish, and we just sort of knew we, we had sort of the ability uh, to carry on because they needed to come out and try and score and we knew that if we, we showed it up at the back and, and across the middle our shape was very good today that we'd get other chances and obviously yeah the, I mean, the goals killed it um, I mean they still they still fought to the very end they didn't give up so obviously credit to them again but uh, we knew in a few games this year we've been a couple of goals up and, and we managed to see it out you know you can't really argue with a 3-0 win um, at Wembley obviously to, to win the playoff Final, so obviously it's remarkable, remarkable for the lads, and uh, you know hopefully they'll uh, they'll enjoy tonight, like you say. What's it like playing alongside Kyle? I mean, he's just a man mountain. Do you feel so much confidence knowing that he's going to go and win it? Do you know what? 
we, 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 we don't assume anything we, we still work off each other we still cover round we've just had an excellent partnership obviously me and Carl played together last year um, and he's, he's, he's sort of answered the questions of you know can he step up the next level he's definitely done that he's been you know team of the year he's been remarkable with his, his goals but obviously at the other end as well his blocks his tackles his like I say his aerial duels that he wins uh, we've had Pondy to come in, in the middle obviously I didn't start the season and he had a great partnership when they had the big 20 game run but um, obviously we went to this new back three with Pondy in the middle and obviously we know what Pondy's experience brings and um, like you say we've been able to, to, to put a run together that put us in the position to, to, to be in this in this final and like I say we've taken it again today It's been a good few weeks for the Hogan family hasn't it? It's been nice <laughs> yeah obviously I, I got to text him and uh, yeah we, we obviously had a couple of moments this year which have been been tough and there's been uh, obviously a few things in the family and I just think obviously it's a massive turnaround from, from sort of the, the agony we had of, of losing someone and um, obviously brilliant I hope he enjoys his, his time he's, he's yeah. looking like a premiership football player now and uh, I'm back in the, the English football league so you know what more can you ask for lads himself and the captain and, and yeah we've, we've given the, the supporters the owners the dream that they wanted you know they've got it Dave commiserations it wasn't to be in the end but what's your override on emotion um, just obviously disappointment but listen we need to we need to learn from it you have to use it as as motivation um, not to make sure it doesn't happen again but but ultimately to I suppose realise how, how far we've come how close we've got and it wasn't to be today there'll be some regret like I say because we've not defended set pieces well and we've not got any luck as the, as the games as the games progress really so we're disappointed but we'll move on it's not the be all and end all um, like I say we, we, we wanted and we tried to do everything we could today to win but it wasn't enough where did it go wrong, do you think? So you can't defend set pieces like that. We knew that we were going to have to defend set pieces well today and we were going to have to have a little bit of luck. Um, we've not done the first one and we've certainly had none of the, none of the second one. Um, and the third goal sort of epitomises that really in terms of um, putting us out of the game. We needed to be better. Again, had half opportunities, if I'm being critical, we need to be better in the, in the, in the final third. We weren't and, um, like I say, we're, we're disappointed but we'll, we'll go again. Do you think some of it in the first half was lack of belief because you got in some good positions and made maybe didn't pull the trigger or didn't quite believe it maybe uh, yeah potentially I think you, you, we'll, we'll look back you, obviously you write down some little things around potentially things that we can do better um, like I say it, it is out there it is about taking responsibility there's times when our decision making wasn't great we made we made decisions to shoot when it was probably better to pass people and again if, 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 if there's one thing that probably needs to stand out a little bit was that we didn't hit the target enough and make the, make the keeper make, uh, make saves but there's uh, um, lot to reflect on it's probably now is not the time to do it we'll watch the game back because we'll do things properly and make sure we, we learn from it um, and hopefully we'll we come back next week and um, can right any wrongs that, that occurred today I was going to say does next week does playing here now give the players that experience to know what to expect almost I mean the crowd will be a lot bigger as well like Norrin being here and but they've kind of been in the surroundings now haven't they yeah I don't think that's a, that an excuse I say I don't, I don't think we by any means didn't um, handle the occasion we defended poorly we played some decent stuff um, we were in control of the game for large parts in possession without being overly overly threatening but next week's a different game against a different team against the team that are the champions so it'll be it'll be tough but it's a game that we're looking to have that we can to win